Ladies and gentlemen. Ladies and gentlemen. Podcasting. Podcasting from Sydney, Australia. This is the Prime Podcast. Independent, unfiltered, and uncensored. Beginning in three, two, one. What's going on, brother? Joseph, yeah, how are you, man? Doing well. 10 p.m. here in uh, Pennsylvania. What time are you in Aussie land? Uh, Sydney, mate. Uh, yeah, 12 past 1 p.m. Okay. <laughs> Bit of a time difference. You're, you're 15 hours ahead in the future, huh? Yeah, in the future, mate. We're in the future. And, and saying that we just um, started daylight savings two weeks ago as well. So I think, um, well, the entire country, uh, besides Queensland, runs off daylight, daylight saving times now. Um, so they're still living in the past by an hour, but... Uh, yeah, maybe 15 hours. You guys have daylight savings as well there. When does that start for you guys? I, I don't know, man. Um, I'll wake up one day and I'll find out if I uh, lost an hour <laughs> or gained an hour. <laughs> it, it's nice It's nice when you go to a transition where you, you change over at two or three o'clock in the morning. So you gain an extra hour of sleep. Yeah, that'd be nice. Oh, mate, it's but, great. But Chris, super honored to meet you, man. We, we got connected through our mutual brother. I am Joel Brown. And yep. um, he's someone who I looked up to for a very long time and still do. So very honored to connect with you and your audience here. Matt, it's, a, it's an honor to have you on here, mate. I've, I've watched your content now for a while and, and I love the twist you put on it. You're obviously a super smart guy, but you still got that, you know, fuck it side to you where you just say what you feel and, mate, you're, mate every time I see you, you're happy. You don't take shit too seriously. You, you know, what's crazy is that some people think that I'm a comedian and I don't even, I'm not even trying to be funny, man. I'm that the content that the world is providing for us is so ridiculous that it just comes out the way it does. And people find it um, interesting and, and humorous at times. So yeah, I'm yeah. just grateful to have an audience. Mate, we need that. And that's why you'll get an audience because I think everyone's getting, getting over the old um, doom and gloom every time they turn the TV on or turn the radio on or it, it's disastrous. You think? You think, man? I mean, <laughs> you know what's interesting, Chris, is that um, I do a lot of interviews, right? But I'm the guy on the other side, like in the position that you're in, asking the questions and stuff. So it's, I rarely do interviews, but I, I have a big uh, place in my heart for the people in Australia. And so when I was like um, uh, presented this opportunity to uh, speak to you and to your audience, I was like, absolutely, man, let's do this. Yeah, it's man, interesting, it's, it's, man. Good. I, it's nice to have you on. Honestly, it's good to get uh, your perspective. And mate, we can't get any any uh, health professionals in this country, mate. I've tried. Um, they're very reluctant due to uh, what's going on with them at the moment. They've been silenced by the um, health regulation board here, wow. so they can't really they can't think or speak independently. It seems so. It's very hard for me to get a guest on from from Australia, man. Even in Sydney, because I know Melbourne and uh, you know Victoria is where all the crazy stuff is happening with Dan Andrews and, and, yeah. and that, um, wow. it's all over, wow. man. It's all over. I mean, it's, it's, it's rolling out. So it is, it's almost like a rollout of, of, of craziness. So we've got Sydney, like I'm in Sydney here. We've been in lockdown for four months. Yeah. And when I mean lockdown, I mean a tough lockdown, like kilometers, you can't leave your local area. Um, if you got a, this, this has sort of come to an end a few days ago with their so-called freedom day. Uh, for the vaccinated residents. So obviously me being uh, unvaccinated, mate, I'm still locked up inside my, my home, but um, yeah, man, like the, the, they had all sorts of crazy shit they had. If you had a partner who lived uh, outside of a five kilometer uh, radius, you couldn't even visit them during lockdown. 
Right. Um, it's been crazy, man. I mean, what about the your immediate surroundings, like your neighbors? Uh, are they going along with this? Are they questioning this? Your immediate surroundings, mate. Um, yeah, I think everyone questions it. It's very rare I've spoken to somebody who's who goes along with it and goes, "Yeah, they're they're doing it for for our health and our safety." It's it's very rare you come across those people in my experience, anyway. Um, and if you do, they're generally sort of older, sixty plus. Mm. Uh, but man, people my age, I don't think there'd be many people around that would would. You know what's interesting, what man? I have a buddy, uh, this guy Bobby, and he's on TikTok as uh, Take Naps, right? Yep. And he talks about the same thing. He's speaking up on human rights and, and freedom and all this stuff. But on TikTok, he made a, a couple of videos about the stuff that's going on in Australia, right? Mm. And the same video he posted on Instagram. On Instagram, he's getting tons of people saying, we love you, Bobby. Thank you for speaking up for us. Um, that's on Instagram. But on yep. TikTok, we got a completely different crowd where people are saying, you don't know what you're talking about. You're making things worse for us here in Australia. And well, he actually um, got uh, a couple of his posts deleted and flagged because so many people reported him. So it's like a completely different crowd. But he was saying that most of the people on TikTok going ham on him for speaking up for the people of Australia are these teenagers. Yes. So I'm absolutely. actually surprised to hear that um, from your perspective, that it's, it's more the older people. Yeah, that I speak to. In saying that, I don't speak to teenagers. I don't go around <laughs> getting um, an opinion of a teenager at this stage, but I mean, when I do cop abuse, I cop abuse um, quite often, daily, many times a day uh, from people. And a lot of the time it is that, that comes from teenagers. I had one yeah. guy yesterday uh, go off his head on one of my comments and I clicked on his, on his profile. And he's 14. I'm like, dude, you know nothing. Well, what do you know about you? You're still in school. Yeah. Relax. You haven't even gone through puberty yet. Calm down. But yeah, that, that's, you know, so you've got that. Um, you know, the fake, you know, the fake woke crowd um, that just go out and attack anybody that doesn't go along with, with what, what they believe to be, to be the right thing. Um, you definitely those people. And, and that's why I have a TikTok as well, but I turn my comments off. I don't like turning comments off on social media because that I stand for freedom of speech and everyone has the right to an opinion, but on TikTok, man, it's very rare you come across a, a well thought out, a comment it's just abuse or some ridiculous claim so yeah man for tiktok for that is terrible yeah, yeah. I mean, i'm laughing because it's, it's tiktok man oh, no. <laughs> i mean there are adults on tiktok for sure i remember when my daughter first introduced me to tiktok a couple years ago it was just these little kids dancing and now but there are a lot of like adults on tiktok too and and it's a very efficient way to get information across naturally too i mean a, one of your posts could go you know, could have two, three million views, you know, I've never gotten anything that, you know, that close on Instagram, but I see why people enjoy TikTok is I used to think that it was just a bunch of kids on TikTok, but it's a different psychology that's on yeah, TikTok. Totally so people just prefer that method better. I, I had a big video on TikTok that got me in quite a bit of trouble recently. I, I put a video up in, I think it was March. Um, I was just, man, you know what? I've got a family member who's a police officer. And I chucked, it was like a green, yeah, the green screen. We can pop a photo up. Yeah. It was like that. So I popped that photo up of me wearing his shirt just for about three seconds. And then I went onto the, the, the video and I said, oh, um, I'm, I'm a senior constable in the New South Wales police. This is how you get out of any speeding fine. And it was a bullshit old law that was outdated years and years and years and years ago. And anyone 
well, I thought anybody that was watching could clearly tell that I was taking the piss. I wasn't being serious. It was clearly a joke. Um, I even made comments in the comment section saying that um, I can't believe how many of you actually think I'm being serious. Um, and, and anyway, so that one, I mean, it blew up out of control. Like, I mean, 1.5 million views in like two or three days. Damn, kid. Yeah, man. And it was, oh. yeah. And then um, a few weeks later, um, I got a knock on the door from the police. And, Shut um, up, man. Are you serious? Yeah, man. And then um, the first conversation I had with them, they were saying that they're more they're more concerned about this where I got the police shirt from, you know, you know I could have broken into someone's house or you know they didn't know how I got. I explained the situation and they were fine. Uh, they told me to remove. They said you should remove it, but you haven't broken a law, so don't like I can't make you. But it's probably a good idea because over three hundred people reported me to Crime Stoppers. Believe it or not, my goodness. Yeah. So then a few days later. A few days later, I was called into the police station and, and, and put under arrest for the exact same thing I was told not to worry about and charged with um, impersonating a police officer. Brother, let's have a conversation about this. So um, what's interesting, so if I could just uh, share with you and your audience a little bit about why I have a special place in my heart for Australians is that, um, well, I grew up listening to Kylie Minogue, okay? So yep. we all love Kylie. Kylie, yep. But... Um, I'm a big tennis guy. So I watched Wimbledon, Australian Open, US Open, uh, French Open, so on. Those are the big tournaments. Yep. Now the Australian Open is the only tournament where like the time uh, zone is like completely off where I got to wake up three, four o'clock in the morning to watch like Agassi versus Leighton Hewitt. So I remember yep. as a kid, my brother would wake me up. He'd make me a snack and, you know, early morning we would be watching the Australian Open together. So it was like this very fond memory, you know? And I, I think I've always appreciated the accent of the Australians. I feel like everyone's good looking in your country, except for, uh, was that Dan Andrews? Like he's the only <laughs> ugly guy that I could think about. Everyone's good looking in Australia, bro. Uh, but, um, <laughs> but, no, so, but one thing I noticed, and this is just a psychological observation, is that I noticed that when the players at the Australian Open, after their, their match, they're being interviewed, I noticed that the crowd's like very uh, uh, laid back, very relaxed. Like I noticed that like Federer, Nadal, like all these guys are just joking around with the audience. So I, mm. I've always felt like the, the people's energy were very like laxed, laid back, very friendly. That's the impression mm. that I got. So then um, about a year and a half ago, Chef Pete Evans saw one of my videos and he asked me to come on the show. Right. Yeah. And I made a comment like, oh, oh, hey, you know, uh, honored to be on your show. Nice to meet you. And um, man, like the people in Australia are super friendly. I made a comment like that. Mm. And I remember Pete just like paused and looked at me. And after the podcast interview was over, I didn't realize that he was being hit on like big time, major hit pieces yeah. on him for the stuff that he was speaking up on early on. Yeah. And it was very confusing for me, man. Cause I'm like, wait a second. I thought Australians were like nice and calm and peaceful. And I know you guys are tough, but I didn't realize that there was this, um, crazy amounts of um for lack of better word um brainwashing on the people because yeah. pete evans is speaking truth i mean i could back that up uh medically and scientifically yeah so it was very shocking for me brother that that was the uh, the perception of the mass at the time yeah but pete evans is a good guy i'm a part of his telegram group i'd love to chat to him um i've reached out to him and haven't heard back obviously he's a very busy guy but Mate, I'm a big fan of Pete and what he stands for. And, and you're right. Nothing he said that I've heard anyway 
um, has been false. There's always some degree, largely it, it, it's the truth. And what I've noticed, a lot of things that he was saying years ago where he was called, a, a you know, what do they call them? Conspiracy theorists and all the other names they come up with yeah. uh, to label people nowadays. A lot of the shit that he was saying years ago is now coming true. For example, uh, chemicals in sunscreen are causing cancer. Right. That's been widely spoken about in the last sort of six months. And there have been quite a few products that have been pulled from supermarket shelves because they got uh, carcinogenics in them that, or chemicals that turn carcinogenic and cause cancer. So what he's saying is true. He's not the guy speaking the truth. He's just far ahead of everybody else in terms of the shit that he's, he's calling out before it gets put out to the mass. Tell me about it, man. And, and speaking of TikTok, like I um, made a post about how vaccines take about five to 15 years to produce. Uh, from start to finish and does it make sense that they're making this in like eight months and i got deleted for that man i got deleted at half a million bro on your whole your whole account yes man oh man it's fuck, it, was, it was fucked up and then now i see all these people coming out and using the vaccine word and saying whatever they want to say about it but i just thought i was like i felt like kind of like um to some small degree like pete like wait a second everything that he said is legit and mm. i um stated a fact you know, it takes about yeah. five to 15 years to make one of these things. Yeah. And that's a fact. And, and I'd like to know where these social media companies and not just TikTok, because all of them are doing it at the moment. I'd love to know where they go for their advice. Like, how do they know what you're saying is considered misinformation? Who's telling them? Who do they? I'm curious. Yeah, I mean, that's a, what I do know is that um, it, so TikTok is uh, owned by the Chinese and they have a different software I recognize for censorship than Instagram. So um, I remember when I used to go on my TikTok lives, um, if I said certain words, like, for example, vaccine, I, I, would, I would get a warning. It would actually show a warning, like two minutes after I would say that word, that if you keep talking about that, you, your, your life is going to be cut off. Oh. I also know that if I cursed too much, um, it would give me a warning, too, that if you keep doing this, we're going to shut you out. So um, there, I think there's definitely like some software that picks up keywords and then it goes through the robots first. Yep. And then after a while, like if a post is getting a lot of activity, a lot of like likes and shares and views and so on, then it goes to a human being who reviews it and says, oh, I mean, this is an, um, something that we want on our platform. So it goes yeah. to AI first and then to some senior human. Yeah. Well, there's a few of them. I know on Instagram, I've noticed... Um, I had I did a podcast with uh, Dr. McCulloch there from the US, Texas. I'm sure you know him. You've heard of him. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. I, yeah. Good man. Good man and and uh, smart man. And mate, he, he was on my podcast and uh, mate, it was, it was one of the, in my opinion, sort of one of the best hours of my life having to talk to him and the, the fact that he made sense and he was, he was open. We don't, because we don't get that from our doctors here. They, they can't speak like that. They're not allowed to speak like that. So, uh, having a conversation with him is what I think it was the second episode I ever did. I got, I landed him. I'm still amazing. I did it, but um, mate, it was a great, it was the first time I think a lot of people in Australia had tuned into that and actually heard the, the other side. And right. I still get some, like I was sharing it on Instagram, uh, you know, just like the, the photo of the episode uh, available on Spotify, etc. cetera. Uh, no audio snippets, just the picture. No problem. Now I had someone who was, going for a walk or something or exercising um, tagged me in their story saying, listening to uh, prime mods episode with Dr. McCulloch, no audio, no video, just a, just it was a photo of her legs or something on the treadmill, whatever she was doing. Um, but the word McCulloch. 
So anyway, then I got a, a pop-up. I shared it to my story. I reshared that to my story. And uh, the story was removed. Come on, Instagram. man. Are you yeah, serious? Yeah, man. Honestly. So they obviously got something McCullough? that... Huh? Because of his last name, McCullough? For sure. Yeah, definitely. So you're almost at the point where, you know how now you can't really say or type in vaccine, vaccination. you got to sort of dodge it up, put a little needle emoji or something. It's like you have to start doing that with his name. Oh, my God, brother, brother. Hey, you know, um, if you're into Dr. Uh, Peter McCullough, um, I, I would strongly urge you to, and, and the audience uh, listening, to check out uh, a Dr. Ryan Cole. Dr. Ryan Cole, C-O-L-E. Yes. He's a holistic pathologist. Um, he's a friend of mine who I uh, reconnected um, several months back after he made a viral video. Well, well, it wasn't his intent to make this video, but someone recorded him speaking. Yeah. Um, at his like um, city council meeting or so on. And he was speaking up on the ivermectin. Yep. You know, that's that's another word that's like um, someone hey, banned on Instagram and TikTok and so on. But yeah, yeah, he speaks up on that, the vaccine agenda, and also um, like really big on like holistic remedies for healing. So it's very rare that you see um, a medical, a Western allopathic doctor who's a holistic pathologist that's just like yeah. a very rare com combination but yeah he speaks super well very um interesting man and uh for the audience definitely check out dr ryan cole md i'm pretty sure i've reached out to him as well i watched a video of his a little while ago where he was speaking about his concern regarding cancer growth Can i don't think i saw that video where he's speaking um, about the 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 cells that was it the t and t and b cells yeah 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 he was um he i I, I posted that on my telegram as well, but he was talking about how um, the spike protein is, uh, could be very toxic um, to humans. And uh, especially in children, that's one of the reasons why we're seeing um, these like inflammatory responses in the cardiac cells and yep. scar tissues and so on. So that's why these kids are having myocarditis and so on. I'm pretty sure it's the same. I'm pretty sure it's the same guy. He, he was speaking about the, the increase in, in people calling him with, I think he was talking about melanoma in particular. Okay. Maybe yeah. he did this separate video on that, but he is a pathologist. So that that's up his alley. Yeah. Yeah. And he's also in a involved in a council or something. Is that right? I don't know if he's involved in a, a council, like he's he, on a board or something. A uh, he has a lab. He has a lab in, um, I believe Idaho. And he just looks at cells after cells after cells. But um, he's one of the guys that I go to for, uh, cause they're, listen, man, here's the thing. I'm a Western allopathic medical doctor, but there are certain doctors that are coming up, speaking up on, you know, some of the things that are in the, the vaccine, the ingredients and so on. And some of it is a little kooky, man. Like, um, mm. so I want to confirm it. Like there are some doctors coming out and saying that they're seeing little uh, nano chips in there and they've confirmed it with some, some tech guys that there's a software in there. And I would run it by him. And he's like, no, that's bullshit. Like that, that's not what I see. And, and he's examined tons of these like COVID vials. Yeah vaccine vials and actually the juice itself. But he did say that um, there are, uh, there is some truth to um, the blood being discolored in okay. some, some of the patients who have received the vaccinations. But he's saying, but he's saying that the interesting thing is that it's not in all of the patient's bloods. So he's like, it's kind of like a weird Russian roulette thing where in some of the, uh, the sam blood samples, he's seeing a discoloration, but in others, Unusual. he's not seeing for the people who got vaccinated. So it, it, it's like this stuff is, um, bro, I've been practicing uh, medicine for 15 plus years and I'm a psychiatrist and I, um, I focus on addiction medicine and I do de detoxes for people, but 
this is the first time in my life, man, that um, just the things are just not adding up. Yeah. You know, it just doesn't make sense. So I don't want to get into like um, the conspiracy shit, but I, the more I think about some of these conspiracy theory labeled conspiracy theorist claims, their shit's coming true. So yeah, I, I, I got to start paying attention to more of what these people are saying. And I do believe that there's a lot of truth to these, um, these theories from the past and, and as evident it's coming true. So no, definitely. And I think there's a lot of, look, conspiracy theory is what you mentioned before microchips in vaccines and Bill Gates monitoring people's movements through those microchips, all that, that cuckoo shit. That's definitely misinformation and it's a conspiracy theory, but the problem is, is the minute you start saying things like we're saying that something doesn't add up, there's a, there's a, obviously there's an issue, there's something more we don't know. People, people try to put you in that category of the microchips and Bill Gates. Like they put you in that category immediately without even giving you the time of day to hear what you have to say. Right. And I'm not a doctor at all, but I speak to doctors. I've, I've been lucky enough to speak to McCulloch, Mike Eden, Robert Malone, these guys who, every one of them is more qualified, in my opinion, than any doctor in Australia anyway, that we, that we get our health advice from, right? Okay. So, I mean. Well, from the sounds of it, brother, it sounds like there are people in Australia that probably know what is happening, but they're, they're not allowed to say anything or else, you know, they could lose their license. They can't feed their kids. I mean, it can be pretty scary for, for some do you, people. Do you want to something crazy? I shared, I don't know if you watched it this morning. I shared a video this morning. Um, I watched the video, yes. You seen that about the numbers? Yes. Come My on, man. That's nuts. Too. Was it like 80,000 cases and what was it like 19? Yeah, 88,000 cases in people age 40 and under. So zero to 40, 88,000 cases since the beginning of the pandemic in, in male and female. And out of those 88,000, there's 19 fatalities, which obviously every fatality is not a great, obviously it's bad. We don't want anyone to die, but you can't run a country making decisions for the majority based on the minority. That's the reality of it. So 19, and out of those 19 people, they estimate 85 to 90% of them have an underlying health condition. So how many people really died just from COVID out of those people? One or two? That's what it would look like. Bro, um, in America, 95% of the, the COVID deaths uh, had, at le- uh, on average, about four serious medical conditions, and most of it being obesity. So, I mean, this is the, the, the argument that goes around and around and around, which is yeah. why we're not addressing basic-ass uh, wellness techniques, like eating healthy and sleeping right, exercising, you know? It's so it is pretty shady, man. It, it is really shady that up until now, think about it, Chris. I still haven't heard um, Fauci. Um, he's the American guy uh, yeah, who I, I think is a puppet. Um, yes, definitely. But he, is, he, is he really a doctor? He is a doctor. He is, he's a medical doctor. But the, the, the thing well, is, if I was in his position of power, um, I would be advising every doctor in our country to be checking um, people's vitamin D levels. Get that any, up above 40 to 50 you yeah. know, um, in your, in your blood. So, um, uh, vitamin D is like essential for like two, 300 things happening in your, in your, in your body. Uh, mm-hmm. but primarily what's important for us is for it to enhance and empower our immune system. I mean, that's basic ass shit, Chris. Yeah, It's yeah. basic. And he hasn't really made that recommendation yet. And the only thing that he's recommending is wear a mask and 
get the vaccine and stay away from your loved ones and close down your businesses and wash your hands. It's just not making sense anymore. At some point, no. you would have thought that he would have mentioned something about wellness. Come on, man. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. A lot of doctors nowadays, um, I, I can't speak on behalf of the US, but I'm sure you can elaborate a bit more on that. But in Australia, anyway, it's very rare you go to a doctor with a problem and they look into what's causing that problem. So <laughs> it's, it's like that in the US too, brother. Yeah, it's just here, take this drug, here, take that drug. We've had an issue now, it's definitely not as bad as the US with opioids. Um, made it, it, it's to the point now where in Australia, you can't. So we used to have low dose codeine products uh, that would low dose. I think it was no more than 12.5 milligrams or 15 milligrams uh, per tablet. So low dose codeine products, uh, they were banned a few years ago, all codeine products prescription only. Mm. Um, which is a good thing in, in, but it's also a shit thing for someone who's not an addict and just has a really bad headache and they just want to, now they've got to go to the doctor, get prescription. So, and that, that, that problem is created by doctors over prescribing medications. Yeah. And I know you Absolutely. guys copped it really bad with um, what we know as endone. I think over there were oxy, oxy. Oxy, yeah. Oxycontin, oxycodone. Yeah. yeah. Um, wait, you're telling me that um, codeine was legal? You could buy that over the counter in Australia up until uh, up until recently. Yeah, in, in like yeah, but not not straight codeine. It was mixed with paracetamol or ibuprofen. Uh, not straight codeine. It was mixed like a combination. Neurofen um, yeah. Plus. Probably you don't even know what that is over there. Have you heard of that? What was the last one? Neurofen Plus. Neurofen Plus. No, I haven't no. heard of that one. So yeah, it's, it's so you have. I think what's your one? Thionol or something, which is the paracetamol? Oh, fentanyl. Yeah, fentanyl is the synthetic um, opioid that uh, a lot of people are ODing on because they sprinkle that on yeah. people's opioids, their heroin, and so on. So uh, that, that's little- starting up here now as well. Jesus Christ, man. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, what's sad is that um, if you really think about it, man, a human being uses a drug or an alcohol for a reason. And it's usually to feel better or to alleviate pain or to enhance performance. So that's why I have these like construction guys uh, coming in all the time. These union construction workers, they work their asses off and uh, they usually have some sort of a pain situation. So they get prescribed an opioid by their doctors. It alleviates their pain. The opioid um, actually makes you feel better emotionally too. Yeah. And uh, also for people who have like anxiety, I know like a lot, a lot of like waitresses, they'll take an opioid because it ha- helps calm them down, alleviates their pain, their anxiety. Mm. So it allows them to enhance their performance at work, be more friendly and more social. So there's always a reason why people use um, a drug or an alcohol, but especially now with all this shit going on, bro, um, everyone's stressed out and opioid is a very quick fix to alleviate pain, stress, discomfort, you know? Mm. Um, So I'm seeing not only a a drastic rise in opioid uh, relapses, but alcohol brother that uh, everyone's drinking nowadays and it was just so crazy how during our lockdown the essential business was uh you know were these liquor stores that were open so same here exactly the same thing yeah yeah so it's interesting how even after uh you know almost two years of this shit uh people aren't able to see this when it's right in front of our faces yeah and that's what it's it's starting to you know what it's it's the point where it starts pissing me off (laughs) <laughs> ignorance the people's ignorance and re- i don't i don't even think it's ignorance anymore i think a lot of people are waking up but they're too afraid maybe to come out and say oh listen we were we were played we were tricked um 
and because for some reason it started like some weird division in society where you were either completely for the vaccine and the government's narrative or you were against it it was one or the other that's the way they've, they've, they've made the situation which is typical of governments anyway yeah but it, it's become like a, a, a you're either on team vax or team anti-vax and it's like one can't jump to the other without do you know what i mean like it's sort of that mentality what happened to team uh pro-choice i mean bro 90 plus percent of the people in my surroundings including my coworkers, my family and so on are vaccinated you know yeah. and so my thing is all right you guys do whatever you need to do but in my opinion if you're under 70 years of age um i mean you haven't greater than 99 chance of recovering from this thing so uh, for people, especially the, the kids, the young guns, I mean, they have a very powerful immune system. Their, their recovery rates like even greater. So um, I believe that most people got exposed to COVID at some point over the past year and a half, two years. And uh, some people were asymptomatic and so on. And they already have a, you know, uh, an immune response to it. And all these studies coming out saying that um, natural immunity is uh, almost 13.06 times more powerful than vaccinated immunity. So that was the biggest study um, on vaccines versus natural immunity that came out from Israel because Israel is yes. leading the charge as far as the number of people vaccinated and stuff or the percentage. Yeah. And um, this study came out a couple of weeks ago and um, it was so powerful that Rochelle Walensky of the CDC had to make a public statement about it and, and acknowledging that those who were vaccinated earlier on this year they um, have a 13.06 greater likelihood of developing a, a severe illness from the Delta variant, as opposed to people who are naturally um, recovered and have natural immunity to this. She had to make a public statement, man. Interestingly, brother, I don't know if you heard about that study. It's not blasting all over the news here. They, no, they want to here. I've heard of it. It's only because we're active, I think, in that space where we hear these things. But the average person is not going to hear that. No way. And even if she showed show them that data, they... they um, um, they don't want to hear it. Brother, here's the thing. Uh, I think it's important for um, the audience to know this, but there are, at this point, there are three reasons why people aren't getting it, are not waking up, okay? One is that um, a lot of people, some people just don't have the cognitive capacity to process what's really happening right now. Mm. They, don't have, they just don't have the brain power to really process this, okay? Mm. So that's one reason. Two, it's just, you, you hit the nail on the head. They're afraid. Some people are just afraid to face the reality of the situation. It's just easier to say, okay, I don't want to dig into any more of this stuff. This is too scary. Let me just go along with these guys and hopefully everything will work itself out. But three is um, starting from 2021. This is my observation. Um, some people just don't give a shit. They just don't give a shit. They would prefer to watch the next milk crate challenge or some stupid ass trend on TikTok and um, that's their thing. And they just don't care. And it's like, hey, look, are you aware that there's all this like oppression and all this tyranny happening in, in Victoria, Melbourne, Australia? And these are the things that are happening in Canada. And like, does it make sense that like uh, for, for the kids, 99, greater than 99.997% of the kids recover from this shit. And they're still trying to push this vaccine. Like they're trying to mandate it. Does it make sense? And the response is, I don't care. Um, and then they, they're trying to do the next dance for their TikTok video. Like, yeah, that's what it's come down to, man. A lot of people just don't even give a shit. It's like mentally, they're mentally numb. Like they just don't. Oh, look, I don't know how you can. And it's not even about 
the vaccine at this point for me here in Australia. I think it's for me, it's more about the fact that I'm very, very concerned for our country. Like when I see what's happening, I lost my job a few weeks ago. I was terminated under the government mandate. And then I called them, I called my employer out on that uh, because I work in mental health. So um, I, I called my employer out on that and I said, listen, um, as of this date, which is actually the Monday just gone, uh, that I'm allowed to return to work unvaccinated due to not living or working in an area, what they call an area of concern. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I can come back to work. They then said, yep, yeah, we agree with you. Sorry, we missed that. Uh, we reversed your termination. But now we've implemented a company policy, mandatory COVID vaccine uh, company policy. We're now giving you another seven days to comply with our policy. Otherwise, we're going to terminate you again. That's what they've done. So it's nuts, man. And I'm like, this is crazy. And then I've got people that work at the same place who aren't vaccinated, but they're allowed to continue to work because they have a medical exemption from the vaccine. They're allowed to work. I'm thinking, well, hold on a second. Just because they have a bit of paper that says they're medically exempt from the vaccine doesn't mean they're immune to the virus. So how <laughs> can they can work? I can't work, right? Um, and it's just gone state by state, man. So now in the Northern Territory, I'm not sure if this way we've got the, with the uh, Uluru, the big rock oh in Australia. God. They've made it mandatory there to the point where for every worker, every worker that works in the Northern Territory, which is a huge amount of land, huge space, anybody that works in that state have to be vaccinated. Otherwise, if they don't comply and they go to work, $5,000 fine. Wow. Yeah. You know, it's crazy. I'm glad you brought that up because for me too, it's not about like, I'm just so sick and tired of this vaccine thing, vaccine, vaccine, vaccine. But at the end of the day, um, it's about human rights and that's being um, stripped away and violated on day to day. People are getting raped on their human rights. Um, So that's the thing that's kind of scary. And the fact that other people are not recognizing it. I'll give you an example, man, of, of how crazy it's gotten here too. I have a client. He's the Jewish guy, right? Jewish and um, he's getting married next month and his family will not attend his wedding because he refuses to get vaccinated. And he told me, he's like, Dr. Yi, you would think that after what, you know, our people went through from, you know, with the the experience in Nazi Germany, that there will be a little bit more understanding and patient patients uh, or at least against this medical apartheid. Mm. But he's saying, his family are the ones that are the biggest bullies right now of trying to get him to get vaccinated. And Chris, that's not where the story gets crazy. The crazy thing is this patient of mine, he's a young, healthy guy. And literally one week after he got the flu vaccine this year in January, he lost his hearing in his right ear, brother. He went deaf Shit. in his right ear a week after the flu vaccine. Right? So now, um, and he was the one of the guys that was challenging me when when I was like, hey, like, does this make sense? I like to ask questions and have people come to their own conclusions. He was the one that was challenging me about this, uh, why I, I'm not willing to get the, the COVID shot. And I, I told him my reasons. He challenged me. And after he got, you know, uh, deaf in his right ear, he started re- researching. Now he was more motivated to research yeah. into it. And he's like, this is like, there's no way I'm getting this. You know, I'm not taking any chances of potentially losing hearing this left ear. Is that per- is that a permanent hearing loss or temporary? Bro, it's permanent right now, man. Oh, like man. I was trying to be positive with him. It was like, hey, let's just see what happens. Maybe there's some inflammation and so on. And um, he went into, he really dug into the his hearing loss. And 
um, like he saw a bunch of um, patients on the VARES report with hearing losses as well. They try to downplay it that there that it couldn't have been, but there's nothing else that could have been within a week. This is a healthy young man, yeah. you know, yeah. it's a healthy young man. So um, yeah, it's pretty sad that uh, there's a Jewish guy and his own family are the ones pushing him big time, not willing to go to his wedding. And his thing is, you would think that, you know, um, my peoples, after what they went through in, uh, in Nazi Germany, would be more understanding towards something like this. But no. So uh, the psycho- psychological aspect of this is like pretty tremendous, man. Pretty fascinating. It is. And, and I shared a post last week with the, um, a few guys in Germany that were proposing stickers, yellow stickers. Shut up, man. We, yeah, brother, doing, for, like li- literally. Yeah, like brother, start- I shared it. I shared it. Um, I'll tell you when I shared it. About um, a week ago, I shared it. Uh, it was, um, I'm trying to think of who they were. I don't know if they were, here we go. Um, who were they? Uh, they like to advertise vaccinations with a badge. I don't know if you can see it. They'll track it in the camera for you. Can you see it? Yeah, oh. yeah. Yeah, I see it. So they're standing there proudly with yellow badges wanting to promote to say, hey, I'm vaccinated with the yellow badge. I'm thinking, did you fucking not, did you never take a history class or what? That's in Germany, of all places, you would think would be the last place on the planet that would do that. I got to check that post out, man. I got to check that post It's out. nuts. It's and, crazy. And what's nuts is I probably won't even be able to share it on Instagram. Um, I would have to go to some underground channel like Telegrams. <laughs> man, it's, it's nuts, man. It's, it's so crazy. And obviously you'd find this very fascinating, especially the fact that you work with people in, in their mind and you see the way, the way they think and the, why they do things. And I, I really believe that this has been from the beginning. Why? I don't know. I don't know why, but something is off with this entire thing. And I mean, it's so brother, obvious. Think, brother, think about it, man. So, so let me, so there are people who, who are saying there are certain things in this vaccine that could kill you and whatever. So I, I try not to pay attention to those kind of things, right? But from mm. a psychological perspective, just check this out. Let's just say that you, and, and for the audience, uh, please just like try to visualize this. Let's just say you came over to my house, okay? And uh, you drove two hours to get to my place. And, uh, you know, hey, nice to meet you, Joe. And uh, can I use your bathroom? And I said, sure. Uh, but here, before you go to the bathroom, um, I poured you a glass of orange juice and uh, I'd like for you to drink this. And you say, hey, I'm not thirsty, mate. I just want to use your bathroom. I said, no, wait, 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 hold up. Just uh, drink this orange juice. And you're like, I'm okay. And I said, okay, how about if I offer you uh, free McDonald's, uh, donuts, uh, you know, football tickets, uh, a Visa gift card, drink this. You might start getting a little bit suspicious as to why I'm, I'm, so eager to have you drink this juice yeah and then you say no and then i go on to okay how about this if you drink this i will um uh pay for your lap dances at the strip joints um, <laughs> i will i will expunge your criminal records bro they're expunging criminal records in certain states here in the united states now are you serious for people who choose to drink the kool-aid yeah i i'll, I'll send it to you well wow. In fact, I would have to email it to you because I wouldn't be able to send you this shit through Instagram. It's crazy. So uh, record ex- criminal record expungement in Louisiana. So that's, that's what's going on. Um, and then once you say, hey, man, I don't want to drink this, then I say, all right, you know what, Chris? Then I want to call your boss because I know him and I'm going to make sure that um, you're not going to be able to work anymore. Drink this. At that point, brother, 
you would think that maybe something's a little bit weird with this juice. At least the, the, you would question the essence of my intentions as to why I would be so desperate and eager to get you to drink this thing. That's what I'm seeing it from. From a psychological perspective, there are just uh, this utter sense of desperation. And that's the best way um, that I could describe it. And their marketing um, uh, strategies is pretty pathetic, actually. They're getting these fake actors and like, oh, Michelle Obama, I, I, uh, this is JLo, and I'm really excited to get the vaccination. It's just weird. Like the acting is all off. You, you can tell that they're like kind of being paid and forced to do mm. this thing. So that's where, for me, my gut intuition is saying something is not adding up. You know, if it, we shouldn't have to push this hard to get people to get a medical treatment if, if they wanted it. And if, they, if it was as deadly as the mainstream media is making it, I mean, I'd be the first one on, on, online trying to cut everyone else, try to get this stuff. But clearly the people who made the decision to want to get this, they got it earlier this year. The people now are who are getting it are being forced into getting this. And yeah. I'm just still trying to figure out why is there such an urgency for these people to push this upon people who don't want this, who are healthy too. Very healthy. Yeah. I've it's it's just and you you pose that argument to people and people like myself and a lot of the people that I speak to will go, yeah, exactly right. But there's another group of people that will just become defensive over that and say, yeah, well needing to piss in the bathroom isn't isn't um contagious i'm like listen you're missing the point with that argument because the vaccine does not stop you from spreading the virus so cut that entire contagious spreading the virus shit out of that argument because we know for a fact that if you're vaccinated you can still get the virus and spread the virus we know that so the only as i said as i've said many times for months i've said this after my episode with uh, dr mcculloch the only benefit seems to be for the individual for and the severity of the illness you're talking correct, about? Correct. Correct. Um, it, it doesn't, quote, protect others. And that never before have we been told to get vaccinated to protect others. We get vaccinated to protect ourselves. And then we move on with life. Like, if you go to someone's house, or just say someone comes to your place, can you imagine if they knock on your door and say, oh, hey, mate, um, I've, I've had my flu shot this year, but before I come in, have you had yours? No one gives a fuck. If, if you've had your flu shot, that's the end of that discussion, right? Right. But with this is I, different. I agree. Like, and I've never gotten the flu shot in my life. I've never. No, neither have I. And I won't because mate, it's, the flu has been around for years and years. And when I was a kid, it was, yeah, you'll get it. Stay in bed for a few days, have some soup, sweat it out. You'll be right. Now it's, oh, have you had your flu shot this year? It's like, man, right. why have you become, become scared of a flu? What's going on? Exactly. And, and just to touch upon what you were saying before, brother, I mean, Anthony Fauci uh, acknowledged if you want to even, um, you know, give him some credit to um, his credibility here, but he's acknowledging that the viral load is the same, whether you're vaccinated or not. And now there are newer studies showing that the transmissibility uh, in people who are vaccinated and or not is about the same. The transmission rate is about the same. So um, just to your point, I mean, then what is the difference? I mean, if I could get it and spread it just like someone who is vaccinated, um, then what is, why is there such an urgency or, or pressure on me and you to get this thing? The transmissibility yeah. is the same. The viral load's about the same. And if granny decides to get the vaccine, then I guess, um, you know, we could equally pass along to her and for granny over here, if she got vaccinated, then maybe she won't be severely ill from this. Yeah. Um, but if uncle Tony doesn't want to get it and he 
understands his um, his 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 risks and 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 potential benefits of not doing this, and he catches it and he dies. That's on him, and and Uncle Tony is okay with that, but the government's not okay with that. That's the bizarre thing. <laughs> what have they ever cared about our health ever in human history? Yeah, never. No, brother. But as I said, when, when we locked down here, very similar to the US, based on what you said about the, the bottle shops and, and liquor, we call them liquor stores being open over there. If, if I was sitting in a boardroom with health professionals and I was a doctor or anyone that had half a brain in my head and they said, okay, we're in a pandemic, uh, that's a state of emergency. We've got to start closing down businesses. What do you think is the first thing we should close? The first two suggestions I would come up with would be tobacconists and um, bottle shops right. the two first things tobacconists bottle shops cigarettes and alcohol they're not yeah, they're not essential people don't need those things but then all these people will be going into withdrawal i mean but not i know it'd be offer free nicotine replacement therapy whatever they got to do but yeah. to me like and not only didn't they get they didn't get closed at all right no, neither yeah, of them it's like what it doesn't make any sense Brother, you're preaching to the choir, man. Hey, wait, let me let me ask you this. Um, this is something I would love to gain your perspective on this, but with the lockdown, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, we were locked down here for a couple of weeks um, last year and, and, and it sucked being in that situation. But at the time, uh, I didn't know what the fuck was going on. So um, it was a little concerning for sure. Definitely. Now I'm very confident of source what's happening. So it's kind of like, okay, you know, we got to be brave and move forward and do what we need to do. But- you guys are still in lockdown. So, and especially the guys in um, Melbourne, I mean, they, they have yeah. the worst, right? They're the most lockdown uh, state in the, in the world. Over 250 days they've spent in lockdown in the past, well, since the beginning. Okay. So <clears throat> I always tell my clients that um, in order for anyone to have a chance of, uh, of achieving some level of mental stability, peace, or happiness, the four pillars need to be met. Meaning you got to be able to sleep right, eat right, get some exercise of the mind and body and connect right, higher power, friends, you know, yourself, so on. With the lockdown, if you think about it, um, technically, you can sleep right. I mean, you know, you're you're there. I mean, if you wanted to, you could go to bed at a certain time and wake up at a certain time. Sleep whenever. Um, I'm sorry? (laughs) We're sleeping more. I think we're sleeping more than ever. Right, right. But if you want to sleep eight hours, I mean, you could make that happen. That's within your power to make that happen, right? And um, I guess they're allowing you to go to uh, grocery stores. So you can technically buy healthy foods. Is that a yes? Yeah. yeah. Okay. And um, they are gracious enough to allow you to go out and exercise for a couple hours, right? Yeah, that's being... um, Right, right. Okay, that's right. So number one, (laughs) two, and three are, are check, check, check. But here's the issue. Four, connection. Human beings are social creatures, man, especially them kids. You can't expect these kids to be uh, connecting with other people on a virtual basis. Bro, I appreciate meeting you right now, but me meeting you here virtually versus you and I hanging out and checking out the Australian Open together and uh, oh, showing so much you. Better. Absolutely, man. There's, there's real energy. There's vibration between us. Yeah. And people need that, that sense of connection amongst one another. And that's the thing that's fucking everybody right now. We're not allowed to connect in the ways that we, we were before. And I could even tell you right now from a psychiatric um, practice, doing most of this telepsych has um, really burnt me out in terms of my ability, my desire to want to really 
see any more patients. Um, if they're willing to come in, that's one thing, but virtually um, it's just not the same brother. And unfortunately with the way things are going, it's kind of like heading into a more virtual uh, type of system. And I'm not feeling it, man. Not really feeling doing psychiatry this way. No, man, it takes away. I've been in meetings, done podcasts, and it's great that we can talk the way we are right now. It's the other side of the world and I can talk to you. It's, it's great. But at the same time, there's always that missing energy and that, that the emotion and do you know what I mean? Like yeah, it, 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 it's, it's just brother. not there. So yeah, definitely. Um, and that's how a lot of people are working at the moment. Uh, the ones that are working from home are working over the laptop and zoom meetings and all the rest of it. Um, no, man, it's, it's not, you know, grandparents seeing their, their grandkids via Facebook video and, and um, FaceTime. It's not the same, man. And I've said this in a few of my episodes before, so people listening may have heard this, but it's a very, very valid point is that if you put someone in a jail full of murderers and rapists and the worst of the worst, right? The worst thing you can do to that human being in there is remove them from those people and put them in solitary confinement. That's the worst thing you can do for them. Right, right. And that just shows you how much we need to connect with others in order to stay sane. Right. They go insane in there, man. And brother, just think about your, your current situation. I mean, you rely on, on your job to uh, generate revenue so you could buy food and pay your bills and put a roof over your head. And they're threatening your uh, very basic psychological need, which is security. Yeah. Everyone at the primal base of our psychological needs, we need security. And so when our security is being threatened, yeah, it's not a comfortable situation. And you're, you're living, well, you and I are both living in a situation where mentally we see things a certain way. And physically, we find ourselves living in a very strange situation that's very different from the way we want in the world. So yeah. there's this like constant dissonance, this disagreement with the way we're living and the way we're thinking. So something has to change. You and I are, and the people here are going to have to like mentally accept this shit or physically. I mean, I'm not saying by force or anything, but we're going to have to take action and do something to change the system. Yeah. And that's the issue that we've got is that we're, we haven't, we're Australia now, and this doesn't just apply to Australia, applies to every democracy in the world. The, in order for a democracy to run properly, you need the government to be scared of the people, mm. right? At the moment in Australia, I don't know about around the world, but here at the moment, the people are scared of the government. That's never worked out well. And like, at, to give you an idea of how crazy it is at the moment, that if you're fully vaccinated right now, you can go up to the shop, you can go clothes shopping, you can go to the movies, you can go to the gym, you can go back to the gym. Gyms are being closed too. So we can go, people can go back to the gym, etc. I can't because I'm not right. vaccinated. So they're six weeks. And, and I bet you there are people who don't look nearly as good as you, nearly as fit as you, but they're considered, they're deemed healthy in yeah. society versus someone like you who... You know, you're a good looking brother. You look super fit. You look like you take care of yourself and you are the dangerous one. You're the one that could potentially kill granny here. Thanks for the compliment, mate. It's made my day, to be honest. But, um, mate, you know, you're exactly right. It's like you could be, you could walk up to a storefront, right? Coughing, coughing, like, like on your deathbed, on your deathbed, snot dripping out of your fucking nose and, and, and coughing up a storm and, just look like you're about to die 
temperature 40 plus degrees Celsius, not Fahrenheit. That'd be quite cold in Fahrenheit. 40 plus right. degrees Celsius and, and show you a little vaccine fucking tick and they'll let you in the store. I right. walk up there, protein shaking hand, smile on my face, healthy. Hey, how you going? Can I come in? Where's your va- oh, I'm unvaccinated. Sorry, you're a danger. You can't come in. What the fuck? What do you mean? It's, it, it's it, madness, it man. And what's frustrating you is that this is so um, um, obvious, so, so plain and obvious to you. Yeah. And the fact that the people, I, bro, the people got to know what's up, man. People, people can't be this uh, blinded to basic ass truths. But I think you hit the nail on the head before. Like most people are just afraid to say anything. But the, I, I wish I had this article, man. I can't find this anymore. I feel like Google like certain, uh, suppresses certain information. Definitely, 100%. But I saw an article um, during the beginning of this whole situation, and I, I refuse to address it as a pandemic. So I usually call it a pandemic or this global situation. But uh, last year, I saw an article saying that for every person in a position of power, uh, there's about 5,000 normal citizens. So um, if you think about uh, like, um, I don't know how big a football stadium is, but for tennis, I, I, let's go with, with tennis. Yeah. The U.S. Open uh, tennis stadium seats about 20,000 people, yeah. okay? So one, cor- one side of the U.S. Open stadium is about 5,000 people. And you could imagine someone like um, uh, Nick Kyrgios barking orders at 5,000 people, man. And it's like the 5,000 people are submitting to that shit. Now, of the 5,000 people, I would imagine that um, a certain percentage of them are willing to do what Nick Kyrgios asked them to do. But the vast majority are like, no, fuck that shit. But they're scared. And then there's a smaller percentage of them that are willing to speak up. But we are the majority in terms of the number of people who really think the way we do. We are the majority. But like you're saying, a lot of people are afraid to say anything. Well, they're afraid to say anything. They're afraid to even the amount of people that are getting arrested um, over incitement at the moment in this country is like the new current thing where they're just, if you so much as say anything regarding a protest, if you say, oh, um, we need to protest on the streets at this spot one day, if you say that, they wait. They listen, they wait. The minute you say that, you're getting charged with incitement. A guy who arranged the Sydney protest, um, he's now in jail for incitement, inciting the Sydney protest. All he done was plan or org. I don't know what level of involvement he had or I don't want to speak too much on that um, because hopefully he, he, I don't know, he's eight months, I think he got eight months in jail for that, um, for incitement. And it's like, first of all, we live in a democracy. It, a, free, a, a protest should be, it's one of the basic rights of a democracy, the right to, the, the right to uh, protest. And secondly, they're protesting outdoors. This virus does not transmit well, if anything, at very minimal amount of transmission outdoors. There's no super spreader event like they like to refer to it as. It's not a super spreader event at all. So okay. this guy's currently sitting in jail. There was a girl in Melbourne. I think she's out now, thankfully. She... Um, is a part of a, um, I think it was originally like a page of a website or something, Reignite Democracy Australia, um, has slowly morphed into a bit of a political party. And they're actually got an application, I believe, um, in front of the parliament at the moment to be registered as a political party. Mm. She was um, charged with incitement and her bail condition was she had to remove her social media accounts and posts. And that's a bail condition. If you want to get out of jail, or out of the, you need to remove your content and God love her. I sorry, remove your content. I think it was something like, don't, don't speak out against the, the government's health advice, something along those lines. 
in a democracy, in a, in, in, a, in a free country. And then she, um, God love her, she said she didn't sign off on the bail conditions. She refused and she ended up going to jail instead of getting bail because she said, the minute I sign that, I've just signed away democracy in this country. That's Chris, how bad it's got men. Chris, what about for you and your social media account, your TikTok account, your podcasts here with, with the things that you're saying? Um, I mean, everything, we're just having a conversation, but uh, I mean, are you concerned that there are certain authorities listening on, on this and, you know, uh, knocking on your door again saying, hey man, why are you talking to this doctor and spreading misinformation or disinformation? Yeah. Um, are you concerned at all that, that these kind of things might happen? Well, I had, I spoke to you earlier about for the TikTok video I got arrested for. And to finish that story very quickly, that was um, the, the magistrate um, dropped that and I'm on a good behavior bond and there was no conviction okay. recorded. So thankfully it didn't affect my, my criminal record. But uh, mate, I had the police knock on my door after that. Um, and I asked what he was doing here, as you would, the police knock on your door, what's up? He goes, oh, I just want to have a chat to you about your, your opinion on social media. That's what he said. I said, hold on, what my opinion? He goes, yeah. I said, what's wrong with having an opinion? He's like, oh, well, uh, no, nothing's wrong with having, it's not against the law to have an opinion. I was like, yeah, okay, so what are you, oh, are you involved in the protests? So no, mate, I haven't even been to a protest. I've known nothing about them. You know more than I would. No, that's, I, don't, I, don't, I don't get involved in it at all. But, mate, he, I don't know, I still don't know what the point of that visit was. So definitely, I'm, I'm aware that they're probably listening and I'm, that's why I'm very careful. I'm careful not to say, and I wouldn't anyway, like I don't want to incite anything. Um, I just want people to hear the truth, and it's my right as an Australian to speak the truth, even if it's even if people consider it to be wrong. It's still my right to say that to speak. I'm not slandering anybody. I'm not um, causing any trauma. Speaking the truth. That's it. Right. I mean, if you can't stand the game of tennis, you're allowed to speak your truth uh, and your opinion on what you think about tennis. Okay. So um, <laughs> people are talking about basic numbers, man. Is that yeah. I'm not even saying that like um, any crazy thing about microchips or any of that stuff. I'll, let's let's put all that stuff aside. I'm just talking about basic numbers of recovery rates, and uh, the recovery rate is far greater than um, um, the, the percentage of people that are, the death rate here. And, and they they love to showcase how many people are dying, but they don't like to showcase that the recovery rate is like pretty pretty kick ass here. And um, that'll know, put people I mean, that'll help so many people. If they were, do you know how many people I know, either them or their parents, or especially the elderly, are living in a constant state of fear and anxiety? That if they step out, they mandated face masks outdoors in Australia, in New right. South Wales, for a period of time. You had to wear one outdoors. So, yeah. it's not. Well, brother, maybe you could get one of these masks and wear this outdoors. And, um, you know, this is, this is something called fake mask USA. <laughs> I see, I see that on one of your videos, the Aussie one where you, where you, where you, where you had to oh. not stand up or, or sorry, not take your mask off to drink a beer or something. Yeah. The Australians love that one, man. Um, oh, that no, video, man. I, fuck, it was great. I, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, it's pretty ludicrous, but then when I show my patients, um, or, or my friends and so on. And by the way, I lost a lot of friends through this whole process because they, they all think that I'm crazy. But um, no, they just don't care or they would say whatever's happened in Australia cannot possibly happen here. And, um, you know, I guess a small percentage of me, um, this is where that evil street MD part uh, comes out, but a small percentage of me hopes some of this crazy ass shit happens here so that i could say i told you motherfuckers i told you i've been warning you for the past two years yeah. that all this weird shit's gonna happen 
I, the way I see it, Chris, um, you know, Australia is giving us a free glimpse of what could possibly happen here in the U.S. And, uh, you know, look, I love you guys and all, but I definitely don't want that shit happening here, to be honest no, with you. No, trust me. I, 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 I was talking to a buddy of mine last night and, and fuck, it's about time we moved to Texas, I think. This job over there made a move to Texas and and made that place. You know what? It, it, the, the big difference between us here and, and you over there is that you are armed. You have you have guns. We don't. They took our guns away in 96. So we're essentially just sitting ducks. We, we, what can we do? We've got nothing. Whereas you guys, they've got to be very careful if they start to shit on you over there because people will retaliate. And we know the, I know the way that Americans love their freedom and their country and their rights. And there's no way they're going to go, not go down so we go down without a fight. It's not going to happen. Yeah, yeah. I mean, no matter how kind and peaceful you are, um, everyone has their boiling points. And, um, you know, I, I feel like, unfortunately, people are going to have to get to a point here and maybe over there in Australia, too, where um, it gets so bad to the point that we have to make some sort of a change. You know, um, there's a saying that insp- um, people make changes through either inspiration or desperation, but mm. I'm a big fan of uh, people change when they have to. Uh, and I noticed yeah. that with a lot of my um, drug and alcohol recovery guys, um, you know, they all talk a good talk about how they don't want to be de- uh, dependent on X, Y, and Z, one, two, and three. But, you know, when I try to inspire them to move forward with the, the, the discomfort of detox, um, most of them quit, you know? And then when it gets to the point where they have no other options, that's when they really start making the change. So I feel like right now there are some options for some people like, okay, I guess I could do this, that um, I, could, I could just get the vaccine and just keep working. But once they keep stripping away basic human rights, um, hopefully it will get painful enough where they wake up and they say, okay, you know what? I have to change at this point. I have to do something about this at this point. We're not quite there yet. So that's why like no. whenever Biden makes certain mandates and things of that nature, like I get a little bit excited. Like, it's like, okay, I feel like more people are going to snap out of this hypnosis and possibly take some action. That's what it's like. It's like a mass hypnosis here. It's, I don't know. I don't know. I never, we are a very laid back nation of people. We tend not to worry about too much, you know, like it is what it is sort of, that's the attitude. And that's a part of, of a great part of, of being Australian and living here is that we're so laid back. But I think to a certain extent, that's, been our downfall in this case where we're too laid back we too we trust the government too much we believe the mainstream media too much but again that's still crazy because if you would have spoken to anybody prior to this this pandemic or i call it testemic you have mm-hmm. people if you ask them do you believe what you see on the tv no nah, there was bullshit they just want ratings and they don't care and if you speak to if you said oh who are you going to vote for at election time oh they're all lies anyway but we know this about them we know that those two but main they, sources they, they believe, believe them on this shit right now. They believe them on, on this. Yeah, it's like they, they take it like gospel. Wow. Man, <laughs> so that's everything... what I mean. It's nuts. Like so so brother, with your current situation, um, I mean, it sounds like you have another week to decide on this. Um or else oh, I, I decided I I decided a long time ago. Uh, my opinion, my stance won't change on that. Um, and I've already made that clear in the email. Pardon? I respect that. So, so um, how are you going to move forward? I mean, they're, they're stripping away basic things. They're, they're cutting off your corners here. Um, what's your game plan, if I may um, ask you? 
mate, I, I, to be honest, I, I've been so busy, man. I, I probably need a few days off, to be honest, um, and just relax and unwind. I've been nonstop for months um, and, and think it through. But do you know what? I, I, I made that decision before I thought of a plan. And the reason was, it's very simple for me, is that that's my stance on the matter. That's my opinion. Um, and I can't surrender to that. You know, even if it's, I said, money, that's, if someone could offer me $10,000 and I won't do it. Because I don't want to. And that's all I have as a, you know, I mean, as a man, if you haven't got character, you've got nothing. That's, 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 the, that's one thing I don't want to lose. So um, something will come along. And ho- look, hopefully, I love my job. I'm, I'm, I sort of work in mental health. I work with, with um, clients that have been in sort of long-term mental health units, um, you know, severe schizophrenia and conditions like that. And I work with them. It's a very rewarding job, very fulfilling job. And I love it. You know, I do it, obviously, I work for money as we all do, but it's, it feels something else. Like it's that sort of warm feeling you get where, you know, you've done something to help other people. It's a positive thing. So um, it's very hard for me to, I haven't been at work since the 21st of August, man. I haven't been allowed to work. So I've been on leave without pay this entire time. So um, it's very tough, but um, it's also the, the, the feeling I was like the reward that I was getting from helping. Yeah. That, that the, um, it's like that fulfillment, right? I mean, growing yeah. up, I was um, someone chasing money. I, th- I thought that if I made enough money, it would solve all my problems. And then once I was able to get to a point where I could pay off my debts and like eat good food and shit and travel here and there, I realized like, hey, it's like uh, it, it was really no different the way I felt. I didn't feel any better. But to your point, when you um, do something nice for someone else, like especially in the position that you're in, you're helping out someone with like these uh, mental mental conditions, and their family thanks you, or that the patient themselves says, "Hey, you know, this, you changed my life." Something in that realm. Hmm. Um, that's the fulfillment, the the good karma that comes back to you, and that's the, that's what I'm chasing, man. I like I spend so much time on content, brother, and um, I don't make a dime from doing any of this shit. In fact, I lose money by spending. Hmm more time on social media and creating content i should be going to work and making more money that way but the feeling i get when people you know you, you get this all the time like hey chris thanks so much for posting this man you you know i needed this today you really helping uh, me out and the people here in australia like that's priceless brother priceless yeah. when people come back that kind of energy comes back and it's sort of like a, i've become like um i guess what well, i only say this because i get told a lot um is a sort of i'm saying the things that they want that they're thinking and they wish they could say and they're like man you know what i've read your post or i've seen your video and that's exactly how i feel thank you for being that voice where i know i'm not alone in my my thoughts and um, that means a lot to me and and being able to help so at the moment man i'm doing this this podcast which i didn't start just for this to be honest i started it in general because i i enjoy talking to people and 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 learning and I, i think i've spoken to every single one of the guests i've spoken to i've learned something and so i enjoy it um but Again, man, it's free. I don't charge people to listen to the podcast. It's on all the mainstream platforms. And um, I've got the website up now, which is like a bit of a space for me where I know I can't get my shit deleted from, right? So um, I have that there where I have the, the uh, a bit of a blog. Uh, I'm in the process of, of, of hiring some uh, writers who can contribute to the website as well. And um, I have a little online store with just some funny shirts and all sorts of shit that I sell on there. So, but, you know, and people can donate, but that's really just helping me to cover the costs of running all this shit. Like, it's not like I'm becoming a millionaire off it. Yeah, um, yeah. 
so in, in podcast, as you know, man, it's not hard for me and you to sit here and do this. It's, I could do it all day. It's easy. But it's the the planning, the emails. But you're it's very straightforward. Mate, to get McCulloch on, for example, mate, it was a mission. It took me a long time to research what I'm going to talk about and what he's going to bring to the table. So I'm, I don't look like a dickhead, but I'm talking to him. So hey. all of these things, it's time consuming. And as you know, um, mate, time is valuable. Time is very valuable. But yeah. Um, I just want to survive to be honest. I'm not looking to buy a Ferrari. I'm not looking to, I just want to survive and, and, and live uh, without the I, stress of worrying about how I'm going to pay my bills. That's it. I don't want any more than that. Brother. But, but the reason why I'm asking about this is the situation that you're in is, you know, so many people in Australia could relate to one, but uh, here in the U S too, I got a bunch of people. If they don't get vaccinated by the 15th, um, they're out of a job, man. And these are like some high profile jobs that these, these, um, um, people that are following my account are sharing with me about. Um, I, I know this one guy, I could say he's, um, he works for uh, Johnson Johnson and he, he has to get it done by, I believe the 18th. And if he doesn't, then he's fucked, man. And he really doesn't have any other skill than working for like a pharmaceutical company. And even him, you know, he's saying, I don't want to get this. Uh, and he's done his research and I respect his decision. And I try telling him like, look, man, I, I would stop looking into all these people saying that people are just going to drop dead. Like, let's not go there. But he's saying it's still my body, my choice. I mean, that's where the, most of the people listen to this. That's where they stand on this, this topic. But um, I'm concerned for him, man, because his wife's not working. He's got two kids. He doesn't want to work. Uh, he doesn't want to get the juice. So then what's he, what's he supposed to do? Because he can't, his skill is with like, pharmaceutical um you know sales and and yeah. things of that nature and he's not gonna be able to work anywhere so yeah. there's a lot of people man i get messages and you know it's, sometimes i can't read them then because it, it wears on you saying not that i don't want to read or i'm not interested in their story because i am but when you read enough of them per, like it's hard man it's heartbreaking to see that nurses and midwives who like been doing i had a lady the other day 62 years old been a nurse for 40 years knows nothing else besides nursing They've mandated it now in New South Wales and she's um, without a job or about to be without a job. She's 62 years old. What is she going to do? So I'd like to think, hopefully, she's in a position where she can probably retire. But I mean, these people that are their whole lives focusing and, and not only working, but studying. Years in university, all the, the money involved in, in, in studying whatever they're studying and then you know, build it starting from the bottom and working their way up just to be told, oh, sorry, by, the, by this date, if you don't have your vaccine, you can't work here anymore. It's like, oh, man, that's just a kick in the face, really. Yeah, but but check this out, brother. So from a psychological perspective, I'm, I'm observing all this shit that's happening, right? And so now there's this like big debate over, um, you know, mandates and so on. So that's what we're talking about. But the thing that I'm paying attention is a couple other things. One is that um, the, the, the inflation, the inevitable inflation, like, I don't know how it is in Australia, man, but these motherfuckers in the US, they keep printing more fucking money, man. They're just printing more of this, these papers, um, manipulating the numbers, and they may not raise our taxes, but when my fucking cup of coffee that used to cost 75 cents, some, you know, five, five years, five, 10 years ago, now costs about, you know, $455. Pretty soon it's going to be $6. I mean, it creeps up little by little, you know, they, they're very sneaky in the way they're, they're, they're doing this, which they're um, devaluing our, our, our currency. 
So they may not be raising our taxes, but they're still raping us with this inflation. Yeah, definitely. So I'm wondering how the people who are living paycheck to paycheck are going to be able to survive because I'm getting poorer every single day, you know, with, with the more they fucking inflate yeah. this shit. So that's something that's very um, concerning to me um, as for, and, and people are kind of like distracted with the vaccine thing. So they're not really paying attention to the inflation situation. Um, and then the other thing that I think um, people need to be aware of is this inevitable AI revolution. There's, yeah. uh, you know, the fourth industrial revolution. This, this, so people are predicting that within the next five to 10 years, about at least in America, about 50% of um, the workforce is going to be out of, out of jobs because they're going to be re replaced by robots. Yeah. So that's something that, um, you know, like I'm really, I don't, I don't exactly know what the solution is to that. I don't mean to be doom and gloomy here, but it is something that I feel like they're doing all this to try to distract us from this economic situation that you remember back in 2008 in America, we had this huge like uh, real estate crash. Um, yes. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So yeah. we had this huge issue and the government had to bail out all the banks and stuff. Like the way they bailed them out is they printed more money and we never really recovered from that. So, you know, part of me, and, and there are a lot of like brilliant people smarter than me talking about this, how this is a great way to reset their yeah. numbers being all fucking off here, you know? So, oh, it wasn't, us that destroyed the economy it was covid we're not the ones that cheated and manipulated the numbers it was covid so it's our self hey let's just do a great reset and have a one world currency so i'm calling them out on that bullshit happening but also i think um the ai agenda here like if half of the global workforce is going to be out of work because of these robots taking over. Like you don't need a pharmacist, man. You can have a robot doing that shit. Um, they might not even, you don't need someone at McDonald's. Uh, you can have a robot taking your order and so on. Um, they might not need me as a psychiatrist. They, you, you could probably go to a robot and um, punch in your symptom checklist and they'll say, Oh, you got a diagnosis of attention deficit disorder. And here's your prescription. Like, I don't know. It could be something stupid like that, but um, when half the global workforce may potentially be out of work, replaced by robots, um, what, what my theory is here, it's just my theory, is that um, they're going to need to figure out a way to control people better. And when you see the end target as like a greater system of control with like the, the money situation and the robot situation, um, it's, it's kind of like making sense to me more and more if I think it along that way. But if I'm thinking in lines of whatever these guys are alleging, it doesn't make any sense. No, it doesn't. Not at all. And that's what's when I post the things I post about, as you seen this morning, the, the case numbers and deaths and all that. And we know it doesn't add up. And because I used to fight back in terms of what I was thinking was going on. And I wouldn't get anywhere because people are like, oh, you're nuts, you're conspiracy. I remember telling people five months ago, listen. They're going to start vaccinating children. And I remember right. everyone saying, no, they're not. No way. You're a conspiracy theorist. Nut. Children aren't at risk from this thing. You know, you're a nutcase, whack job. All the names I got called. And I was like, okay. I sucked it up. I said, okay. And I don't want to be right. Trust me. I don't want to be right about that. I wish I was wrong. But it's like now, now what's happening? Now, 12-year-old kids, 12 in Australia anyway, 12 to 18-year-olds are getting, used to be 18 over. Now it's 12 to 18. Now um, Pfizer has just got a, um, 
what's the term? It's not an approval. It's like a, a permission to advance to the next stage of their uh, claim like without therapeutic goods. Use authorization. Yeah, to- but yeah, not that part. It's like the part where they've now got permission to start speaking and, and putting that through, which for them would be a big step in the right direction if that they're heading where they want to head. So, yeah, it's now they're going to uh, put through five to twelve year olds, five year old children are getting this shit. And Moderna, Moderna are trying for not only are they trying to, not only are they going to do trials on it, they want to do the trials here in Australia. Six month old babies to, I think it was nine. No, yeah. no, brother Chris, you got a question. What parent would want to volunteer their child for such a study? You'd have to, what you might, you'd be surprised though. They want their, their, you would be surprised, brother, how many people are out there that are just fucking nuts. Well, there's no other way to describe them. Wait, do they understand that this is a, a trial? Like there's, you know, we need to still t- test the safety of, of all this. Well, I think, what's crazy is that I think the people that are aware of what's happening, I think we can all acknowledge that the whole the whole thing is really a trial. If we're looking at the, uh, the mass scale of what's happening, they're still getting on, on the, the Australian government's website. They say we don't have long-term information. We can't guarantee you this, this, and this. Um, we don't know um, exactly how much it stops the spread of the virus. There's no, they don't know a lot of things. Why don't they know a lot of things? Because it's still being studied. It's still going through trials. But unfortunately, we're the mice. We're the, we're the, yeah. we're the lab animals. That's yeah. what's happening. So for a parent, look, if, you, if you're at the age of a parent where you've got a young child, like you know five-year-olds, or even younger than that, two-year-old, whatever, you're going to be... In, it's safe to say their parents going to be in the age bracket where they shouldn't be vaccinated really anyway. They're not, at, you know, from the virus. We know that for most people, as I demonstrated this morning, under the age of 40, and I'd almost say 50 as well, uh, that there's not much of a risk, if any, of you dying from this thing or getting critically ill. So if they're happy to volunteer themselves, not on the basis of a mandate or, or pressure, but just because they're concerned about a virus, then those sort of people are the ones that will go and allow their them to, j- to jab their children and I, I seen a, a facebook thread the other day about um, a mother justifying her 12 year old getting vaccinated and saying that she's prepared to because you know there's a lot of talk around fertility and the vaccine and all that sort of talk there's a mother saying that her daughter's prepared to be infertile because there's already enough people around the world that are infertile and people that it, the whole thing man it was fucking blew my mind like i'm starting to be laughing but it, it's pretty well you have to what do you do do you, do you, you, do you punch, do you punch the right. wall or do you laugh my goodness man my goodness uh brother so how do you um we're just talking we're just mm. talking but how do you see this playing out in in in, in melbourne let me let's start with with melbourne like are, are they still doing the the, the the rallies and the protests and all that or did that die down that died down um, after they started getting shot with rubber bullets and, and and all sorts of shit that was happening to them down there just for being outside. There was a few officers that were um, that have been investigated. Whether something comes from that, who knows? I'd like to think so. Well, actually, one of them has been suspended. He slammed, he did say, grabbed the bloke from behind and slammed him on his head in a train station yeah. um, just for being outdoor. Like this thing, man, down there at the moment, I was watching that thinking, what the fuck is going on? This is like, like almost at the point where I was thinking our military 
should be involved down there helping the people because that's a fucking attack on the on people. They're, they're just outside. They're, they're protesting. They're not bashing people. They're not committing offences. They're just outside protesting because they've been, if they don't agree with what's going on, it's, and Melbourne's been locked down for over 250 days, which is fucking outrageous. I don't know how they haven't all gone insane down there, to be honest. But Exactly, brother. Exactly. And, um, and, and that's the thing. When I talk to people about that here in the U.S., the fact that most people here don't care about tyranny to that level happening to it. And it's not even an Australian thing or a Canadian thing. It's a human being thing. Yeah. This is basic human rights being violated. And um, it really hurts me that um, so many people, including people that are close in my life, just don't give a shit about it. And I'm kind of looking at them like, wow. I mean, it's so easy for these guys to say, couple of years back. Oh, I can't believe all this shit happened in Nazi Germany. I can't believe that we, I would never allow that to happen here. Well, if they'll I was, still say that. Yeah. They'll still say but that. They still, they still say that? Of course they do. But yeah, but when it comes to the vaccine mandates and the way that the, the people are being treated, it, all of a sudden that, that's not the same thing. Yeah. Um, it's the whole thing, man. It's um, Look, I don't know how people don't see it from the mm. point of, of compassion and empathy like how can you not care they're a human being if they want right. to get vaccinated who gives a fuck if you're vaccinated who cares if the next person isn't who cares that just tells right. me you're skeptical of the own like if you if you're vaccinated and you are concerned about whether or not people are vaccinated around you then you're a closet skeptic mm. why would you be concerned if, if you're vaccinated why would you care so that entire the, the way of thinking it doesn't make sense and it's the first time where you can be requested by a shop, like someone who works at a, a supermarket or a shop, wherever it is, to see your vaccinations. You're asking to see people's medical history. Yeah. We have privacy laws that say you can't do that. But all of a sudden, none of that is important. Like none of it is, is, is important. It's just been brushed over. Every Tom, Dick and Harry has a right to say whatever they want to say if it has, in regards to the vaccine or your vaccinations. It's nuts. Right. Hey, how does um um in Australia is there is there any talk about this medication um ivermectin? Yeah, there is. So there was um there's actually a politician who's very vocal about it, uh, Craig Kelly. He's um a part of uh United Australia Party. They're sort of uh, they're a small pa- party, but they're they've got a huge amount of members now who are joined up to their their page, and and I think they're sort of the people that we need to take this country in the right direction and take them and get us out of what's happening at the moment. So you've got Clive Palmer, who is at the front of that, who's a multi-billionaire to do just ridiculously rich. He's like our version of Donald Trump. Oh, really? But, but doesn't say um, the crazy shit that Trump says, but in terms of the the, the, the money and the success, he's him, right? So um, he, he's um, the the front of that party. Craig Kelly, sort of the spokesperson, the face of that uh, political party. He's very vocal about ivermectin and has been from the beginning. Um, Brother, I, I had COVID in um, April, April of this year. Oh, well, and, did you? Uh, yeah, wait, wait, before I get into that, did you did you get sick at all during this whole thing or no? Not with, no. Well, who knows? Maybe. Yeah. I just don't know about it. Who knows? No, but bro, um, April of this year, like me and my, my whole family, we went to um, a, a tennis party, right? Yeah. And then um, after the party, 
But two days later, the family called us and said, hey, we all tested positive. And don't get me, don't even get me started on this PCR test. Um, oh, no. But he said that he was, he tested positive. And, uh, and I said, that doesn't mean shit. I mean, um, you know, are you feeling sick? And he, he's like, oh, my whole family's sick, right? So we're like, oh, shit. So then about two days after that conversation, um, the kids started getting sick. My wife and I started getting sick. And I happened to have some ivermectin on me. So I started taking that um, from, from that day onward. And I remember um, for like three days, man, like the symptoms are so fucking bizarre, bro. Um, like I've had upper respiratory infections before and I've had like stomach flus, uh, viruses before and so on. But this, like the, the, the sharp pains that I would experience like in my throat and my back, like the sudden wave of like fever and chills, like it was really bizarre. Like never, it felt like, and, and I don't mean to sound weird, and other people I spoke with um, experienced something like this, but it felt like a very synthetic experience. That's what I can say. But I did take the ivermectin, my wife did too. And, um, you know, three, four days later, we were fine, you know, and we were tired for about a month afterwards. So, you know, when you have certain conspiracy theorists saying that COVID doesn't exist, it really pisses me off. Um, mm. uh, then you start looking like a complete lunatic when you start saying shit like that. But I experienced it, but I fully can attest to it for my personal experience that ivermectin really helped me out. And there's so many people coming out and saying, look, man, we had this shit and I took the ivermectin. Boom. What's interesting, brother, is the company that created ivermectin is Merck. Okay. Mm-hmm. Merck. And in America, it would cost about $26 for a treatment course for ivermectin. However, if you look on Merck's um, um, official statement, they will say that they're not uh, endorsing the use of ivermectin for safety reasons and all this shit, which is a complete crock of horseshit yeah, because yeah, of it's it on the okay. So it's one of the safest medications in the world. Mm-hmm. It's it's on the World Health Organization's like most essential medications list. Um, okay, so I was like, why wouldn't Merck want to promote this? Um, you know, why wouldn't they want to get their name out there? Turns out that Merck has a new drug coming out in uh, phase three clinical trials called Monupiravir. Monupiravir. Yes. And that does something very similar to what ivermectin does, which is inhibits um, viral replication at the early stages. The only difference is that that medication is going to cost about $700 for a treatment course. And um, I've had my intel telling me that it's about 30 to 40% less effective than ivermectin. So it's some shady thing, man. It, It really is. And so you know, some people might listen to this, especially those TikTok Australians, and they might say, oh, look at these guys talking some, some conspiracy shit. But I urge you guys, look that shit up. You guys have a fucking finger. I mean, you guys could lift your fingers, look this up, Google it yourself, and um, check it out, or check out my Telegram, you know, or, or check out your Telegram. I mean, there's plenty of information out I, I've there. Wrote a, I wrote a blog only two hours ago um, about that new medication from Merck and, and what's happening. And yeah, right, bro, right. I wrote about it because um, I heard about it from uh, McCulloch. He was filling me in on it. Um, but man, and Pfizer did the same thing. Like Pfizer's got a very similar drug as well. Um, that is now. Do you know the name? Uh, I'll tell you in a sec. It's a dead set. It's called the. Um, where is it? Uh, people called it. Um, People were calling it Pfizer-Mectin. <laughs> uh, where is it? Uh, where is it here? 
Uh, yeah, it's always bloody fact checker. Yeah. You got to get through all the fact checker shit before you actually find a reliable. I uh, know, no worries, brother. But uh, but yeah, but it's it's made by Pfizer, and it, it's um uh, I don't know what it's called, but I'll have to find it. I'll let you know anyway. But I'm sure you'll probably find it yourself. It's not... But yeah, man, it's um it's a uh, very similar, very very similar to ivermectin. Really, um, they've oh. got that. That's in in some trial stages now. They're expecting it to be up by the end of the year. This is the crazy thing as well in, in Australia anyway, is that monoclonal antibodies, right. that's uh, been spoken about now. Um, in fact, in August, uh, the health minister for the country had ordered 7,700 units, which isn't much really, um, of it uh, into the country. Uh, and they just put through a request and they've got a shit ton coming now as well. But that was very, you didn't see that all over the TV, unless you went to the, the government's website. Um, yeah. Thankfully for me, I'm, I sort of dig in a bit deeper. Every time I see a little bit of a bit of smoke, I'll, I'll dig in deeper to see where it takes me. But um, I, I found that out. Um, so they're doing these, this shit in the background, but they don't speak about it publicly or on the TV. Like you wouldn't know about it unless you really dig for it. And yeah. funnily enough, all of these things, Including the 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 test, you know the test you can do the um the rapid entry uh rapid test, yeah the rapid antibody yeah yeah so that's actually developed by an Australian company, either the one you guys use in the states I'm pretty sure the same one you use is is made over here, right um but Australia is is it's been illegal to use mm-hmm. unless you're a business owner recently like I'm talking the last few months they've been able to implement it in workplaces but prior to like I, I right now can't go out and buy a pack. Of these tests to test myself at home, model out. I would go for the PCR test. Um, so, but again, the health minister by the end of the year, everyone will have access to these tests. Like, why the fuck is everything at the end of the year? And it, it just coincidentally, that's around the same time they're going to hit their vaccine targets, the eighty percent. You know, the shit that the numbers they're aiming for. It's like it's well, very obvious to me what's going on. But brother, once they hit the, the 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 vaccine targets, then it's going to be the booster targets, and no one wants to talk about natural immunity. <laughs> yeah, I'm, wor- hey. I'm worried how it's going to affect people. Do we know? Obviously, we don't have a lot of data, if any, really, about long term studies with this thing. But how do we know what's going to happen to people if they decide they don't want a third or fourth or fifth or sixth booster shot in years to come? But they're 30 years old, 35, fit, healthy young people. How are they? How's their body going to respond to COVID if they don't get a booster shot? That's what I'm curious to see what happens. Oh man, bro. You know what? In the beginning of this, um, this conversation between us, um, you know, you were talking about how there's so much doom and gloom out there. Right. And a lot of the things that some of the people have been saying have been coming true. And I heard this one recently, which I don't want to talk about here because it's just like really depressing shit. But someone was mentioning that the more you get these shots, the weaker your immune system is going to be. So you're going to depend on this more. So I don't know. I mean, but a lot of these people have been right, but some of them have been flat out wrong. Um, so, yeah, at this point, it, it's like the way I see it is it's, um, it's survival of the mentally fittest. Um, I know it's very painful to resist and do what you believe is right when there's all this pressure and you're getting pressure too. And it can't be comfortable for you up here, brother. I mean, this isn't a peaceful situation. I mean, this is stressful. You're dealing, you look like you're dealing with it. You're going to figure out a way to adapt and move forward. And that's what successful, powerful people do. 
but um, not everyone has the mental ability to keep doing what they, what they believe in. And case in point, one of my patients already gave in and she was like totally against this thing from the beginning, right? Totally against it. She got it and she had some severe reactions from the first shot. Mm. So I said, hey, you're not going to get the second one, right? And she goes, I don't know. I'm going to have to think about it. I'm like, what? <laughs> and her pressure is her school's, um, I'm sorry, her kid's um, traveling soccer team. The soccer moms, the football moms were like, hey, you know, you should get this because you could kill your kids and you could kill my kids. So you, oh. so she got pressured by her, you know, soccer mom friends to get this. So after the first shot, she had massive pain in her back. Okay. So much to the point where she had to like be hospitalized and shit. Right. And then I had a conversation with like, hey, are you, are you going to go through with the second one? Because the first one, you had a really bad reaction to it. She goes, I don't know. I'm going to get pressure from my, my, um, my kids, soccer mom friends and all, all this stuff. I said, you think about it. She ended up getting the second one, bro. And now her lymph nodes swelled up so much that she has two huge balls, these golf ball looking like things on the back of her head oh, and shit. in her groin. Okay. Yeah. And so she has to see, she, she's making an appointment to see a surgeon to a surgeon to get drained and get evaluated and all this stuff. And then, so I said, jokingly, I said, Hey, if they're going to start pushing for boosters, are you going to go, uh, go along with that? And she said, I don't know. Like, it's oh, pretty man. crazy. Like, that's what I'm saying. Some people are not mentally fit enough to handle this kind of pressure that's coming their way. Yeah. And it is hard, man. Like I, I, I feel sorry for people that have, I heard recently, I'll have to validate this, but I heard recently there was a big study done and apparently only around was it 80% of people got this vaccine in Australia because they felt like they had to in order to go to work or get their freedoms back. And I hate using that term freedoms back, but it's what they're saying. So just so everyone knows what I'm talking about. I'll use the term, but um, 80% of people. So apparently only 20% of people got it because they were, they genuinely wanted to get this thing. And I'll have to look into that, but it makes a lot of sense because that's about right from the people that I speak to in terms of out of every 10 people, I reckon eight of them would say, they got it because they felt like they had to for work or for freedoms or whatever the case may be. But man, people, you know, it's very hard to resist. You, you know, you're dealing with the government. You're not dealing with your next door neighbor. Right. You're dealing with government pressure, mainstream media pressure. Everywhere you go, there's fucking signs everywhere and scan your, do you, have, do you guys have QR codes in the US? Yeah, we do. Yep. So everywhere you go, you got to fucking sign in. Oh, no, 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 not that. I mean, we, like if you go to um, like a restaurant or stuff, you could scan it and you could get the menu on your phone. And you talk oh, about that? No, man. We have over here for COVID. Right, right, right. So, and, and so you guys have the, the, you're talking about the vaccine passport. It's like, no, you have different, to... man. This isn't the vaccine. This is just, the, the... so this has been going on for months. So, if we were every single shop or business or any indoor space you walk into, you need to scan a QR code. And then it pops up on your government app and you click, yes, clock in. Well, you're like you're going to work, man, clock in. Then when you leave, you've got to clock out. Because then what happens is if there's anyone in the same facility as you are within that period of time that's got COVID, the contact tracers will trace that. And then you'll get a message or from the health department saying, hey, you are in this shop and this person had COVID. You're now required to self-isolate for two weeks and get tested. That's been going on for months, man. Oh my God. And, and listen, I'm sure um, 
people might have sent me videos and posts on that. It's just really hard to keep up with the ludicrousy of all this. And also not to mention that America is going through bullshit too. You know, like I live in Pennsylvania, 30, 40 minutes away is New York City. Okay. And New York City is one of my favorite places in the world. And, um, you know, a few weeks ago, my wife and I and our kids were there and we were very excited to check out this Japanese like brunch place that we were really looking forward to going to. And we weren't allowed in because, uh, you know, we weren't, we're not vaccinated. So it's like, wow, this is really happening now for you. That's like old news, you know? from where you're at but for me man like i've never gotten denied at a restaurant because of my health status pretty bizarre yeah. mate pretty bizarre so that was my first like wake-up call like holy shit this is happening this is happening it's permeating into my territory now so it you know really really hit the mess even though i'm living it i know what's going on but what really hit me sort of on that different level like you're speaking about we're like oh my god this is happening was when Someone sent me a photo the other day of, of a cafe in, uh, you know, Bondi in Sydney, Bondi, if you heard of Bondi Beach. No, man. You haven't heard of it? I, I haven't. You're not missing much anyway, but but anyway, they, um, yeah, man, there was someone who sent me a photo from a cafe there and he was refused entry because he's unvaccinated, right? which is happening to everybody, not just him. But the crazy part was there's a fucking dog sitting next to its owner inside the cafe not when I say inside, I mean inside the cafe, but outdoors, if that makes sense. There's a dog. So this dog's allowed in there. And there's <laughs> nothing against dogs, man. I love dogs. You know what? To be honest, I like dogs more than people. But they've let this dog in, and this human being has been refused entry. Think about wow. that. Oh, my God. Yeah that's, yeah, that's where we're living, where dogs get treated better. and have, Dogs have more rights at the moment than what unvaccinated people do, man. It's crazy. So, brother, uh, here's the thing, man. Um, I, I really believe that there's re <laughs> look. Um, there's only one way about it, this, and that's to organize and unite. You know, to yeah. so organize and unite, and that's why here in America, um, there, there's an organization called Health Freedom for Humanity, and and that's what they're trying to do. They're just trying to organize, and they're not even talking any shit. They're just saying, look, we love you guys. If you are into the vaccine, do what you need to do. If you're opposed to it, do what you need to do. Like pro-choice, pro-love, you know, pro all political parties, pro all races. And you know what's crazy, brother? They keep getting deleted. Oh, man. <laughs> they, keep, they, they try to have an event a, a few weeks back. Actually, um, this past week. And they ended up having the event. But for Eventbrite, which is like the service where you could actually purchase the yeah, ticket yeah. and stuff, they shut that down. Like it was crazy. They were trying to stop just the loving um, um, events from happening, from people just gathering and you know having lectures together and sharing love. Um, that's just what they all what they don't want. They want. It, yeah. I'm sure you noticed from the mainstream media. They always want to create ways to get someone to hate another group. Oh, the anti-vaxxers, the pro-vaxxers, the anti-vaxxers. Like no, just we're all human beings here. But they love to create labels. And separate us. Black, white, pro-vax, anti-vax, religion, yeah. sexual orientation. They've done it oh. throughout history, man. And, and, and when there's a terrorist attack, it's, it's everyone against Muslims. They've done it for a long period of time with every issue they can. And we need to live in a space where, and I think what's happening at the moment really is just the, the end of what's been 
coming for quite some time. Where mm-hmm. so I got attacked the other day, which is not an attack, but over the internet by a group who was saying that I was wrong for referring to the term, as you say, pro, uh, my body, my choice. How dare you? You've appropriated that from feminists. <laughs> man, I swear I was getting their messages. Like, what the Chris, fuck? come on, man. I'm like, hold on. That's not, I said, first of all, that doesn't even, that dates back to, it's actually a derogatory term, really. That was dated back to the 17th, 18th century, where, where, where people would use it um, in a way to, like oppressors would use it. Say like, my body, my choice. Say that to the people that were being oppressed in saying like, your labor, like your, your body is my choice. You're my laborer. That's, when it's, that's how it started back in then. So the oh. feminists hijacked it from, from then. Um, and then mm. they're saying that I'm appropriating it from there. I'm like, well, hold on. It's not your fucking term. It's a term. My body, my choice. That stands for everything. Not just vaccine or, or, or reproductive rights. And they're all noble um, um, causes. But mm. you can't just say it's only for this. It's for everything. So that's where we're headed, where you can't... like We need to live in a place where we can all have our own opinions and not be labelled for them. So... We had this big thing a few years ago where, where they had like the the, the, the same-sex marriage. They sent a postal vote out to the people to determine whether or not, like to see what part of society agrees with it and who doesn't. Right. Um, and the vast majority come back as they're supportive of, of same-sex marriage. Now, um, you know, the people that were opposed to that, and and I've, I've spoken from the beginning, and I've been very honest with my opinion about it, and and... I share that with everybody is that I don't have any, a problem with, with uh, same sex relationships or couples, or if you're gay, do your thing doesn't bother me at all. Right. Uh, but I just don't like the word marriage. Cause I think marriage is men and women that, that that's what that term means, but that doesn't mean I don't, yeah. uh, they should have some um, uh, union or, or something they can have where it, it, cause it protects their property. And it's, it's, that's only fair. I don't right. disagree with that at all, but um yeah, man, I was criticized for that. I'm like, well, listen, that's my opinion. I love, I have no problem with these people. Like, I help them. Yeah. I'll be the first one to help them if I've seen them in need. Yeah. And I know many, and, and, I've, and I've told them my opinion, and they've agreed. They've, they've, a few of them have actually agreed with what I've said. Um, and we all got along, and we were accepting of each other's opinions, and we can move forward. But you can't do that. If you have an opinion oh. that goes against something, you're a homophobe, you're a transphobe, you're this phobe, you're fucking vaxphobe. You're, it's like, man, relax. I'm not phobe anything. Yeah, it's it's pretty crazy. Like how um when I go on my Instagram lives, the magnitude of shit that I'm talking and and, and so far uh, people haven't really like got on me for it. But I um yeah, I'll say some. Um, I mean, look, I I've been very open about how I feel about China. Um, but I feel like I could do that because I am Asian, uh, Asian American. <laughs> so I feel like I could get away with that. Yeah. Um, but are you aware of this um comedian um Dave Chappelle? Yeah, man, I love Dave Chappelle. I watched his most recent special. I watched it before it got cancelled. I knew it was going to cancel. I'm like, fuck it, you quickly watch it. Bro, like you heard that crazy thing that happened, right? I mean, he made certain comments and dude, they're all over him. Did, did that show get, get cancelled on Netflix? Well, it was going to. That's why I was like, shit, I need to. That's why I watched it really quickly before because, oh man, it'll be gone very soon if it's not already. But, well, I mean, in, in your honest opinion, um, yeah. I mean, what? because I haven't seen this, I just saw little clips uh, from, from yeah. CNN. But was it as bad as they made it sound out to be? No, I mean, look. Did he go well, pretty hard into it, or he did? He did go hard into it, but there was, you know, what's the? I, I can't look at that and get. I can't look at any stand-up comedy and get offended. I don't see right. them. I, I believe every every action 
should be judged on its intention. If you're actively going out there and finding people that are that belong to that LGBTQ community, and 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 going out of your way to hurt them and just be rude because you're a fucking idiot, or you're just yeah. you should be caught out for that behavior because we don't need that. But if you're someone like Dave Chappelle who's in the game of comedy, like it's his job to make people laugh. Right. I think there should be a certain extent of a bit of common sense and realize that the guy's not doing it to hurt anybody. That's not what he's doing it for. Um, yeah. but, Agreed. Yeah, man. It's, it's, Bro, it's, it's, if it's, you check out any of like Eddie Murphy's... Oh, wait a second. Can you see me? Yeah. yeah. So yeah you froze for a bit, connect. but I've got you back. It's all right. No, um, this guy, Eddie Murphy, he came out mm. with something called uh, Eddie Murphy Delirious and he goes off on the the homosexuals you know um yeah saying calling them whatever you want to call them but that was accepted nowadays yeah i'm not saying that was cool but it's just crazy how there's certain things that no one could say and what well, i mean if it's being said like in dave Chappelle's situation uh people go buck shit ape shit wild over it and uh it's like especially getting that kind of media attention and and that kind of a. Uh, Slam on Dave Chappelle, man. I feel for him because I know he's a sensitive dude, man. Like he, man, he's a good guy. Like, before, he's a good dude. And uh, before, like when he had the Chappelle show, I know that um, he had to take a mental um, health break. Turned out all this money. I think he moved over to Africa for a little bit. My understanding oh, wow. was it. And um, and then he he came back or so. Like, don't quote me on that. But I know he just like took time away from yeah. um, TV life and just um, disappeared for a bit and came back. Had to take a mental health break. So this can't be, you know, a good situation, a good situation for him. I know that like, even like on something as small as like one post that I made where um, someone really disagreed with my opinion. And I had 3000 people like message me telling me that I'm a piece of shit for me hanging out with a politician who is pro the vaccine uh, mandates, but I was hanging out with the guy and I posted mm-hmm. um, and a lot of people were upset. And I got to tell you, man, that was very unsettling. Like, I think I'm pretty mentally tough, but when you have thousands of people telling you how much they despise you, like it's, it's not easy to handle brother. No, it's not what you can, you'd be, I'm sure you get it as well. You get some messages of people just calling you this and that and um, comments here and there, but it doesn't bother you. if It's like a needle in a haystack, right? Like I don't see half of the shit that people say. Right. Right, right. So it doesn't bother me, but there's been times where I've put a post and I'm very honest. And I'll say, if I put a post out and I overstep and I say something wrong and um, I get a lot of feedback and I can tell that I probably shouldn't have said that or whatever, um, you know, I'll accept that I've made a mistake and I probably shouldn't have said that, or I need to look more into that or whatever. And yeah, it is what it is, but it is, it it, it is, um, it is unsettling when you just get bombarded with what are you doing? You know, that's not cool. And you get called this. It's not easy. It's probably unsettling when you um, make a TikTok video and then the police show up at your doorstep a week later. It's very unsettling when I thought, I don't know, don't we live like freedom? We have implied freedom of speech in this country. So I know you guys have freedom of speech. We don't. We have implied freedom of speech. It's a little bit different. Yeah, it is different. Where, where now we have, that's where we're having a lot of our issues now. But yeah, we can, we have implied freedom of speech. So it's sort of, it, it's not on paper. But we get away with it. But now they're starting to change a little bit where people are like, hold on, I can probably get him for saying this. And mate, I had a buddy of mine who I had on the podcast yesterday. I'll do a few lives with him, Matt. Um, he's pretty big on Instagram, like 300,000 followers. He'd be what you call like an influencer. Wow. Um, he's, a, he's a personal trainer. Um, very good guy. 
we speak daily. He, uh, mate, he was um, arrested uh, and charged a few months back for taking a sign off a playground. They, they closed the playground down, Wait, outdoor playground. Taking a sign off the playground? Yeah, man. So they in Queensland, he lives in Queensland, they closed, um, they closed down all outdoor playgrounds during COVID a few months ago. And when I say during COVID, I mean at that, on the day that he did that, there was, I think, 16 cases in the state recorded. Wow. 16 in, in a state full of millions of people, 16 yeah. cases. So he took a sign down off the fence or off a pole or wherever he took it from. And he, he's, he's very big on mental health and he knows the damage it's causing these lockdowns on the, especially children. Um, and he's a personal trainer. So obviously he understands the important of fitness plays in mental health and all the rest of it. So he was upset, ripped the sign off and put it in the bin. He goes, this is, you know, and he, he made a video and he, he live streamed it or whatever he did. He said the playground's closed and he put it in the bin and said, now it's open. He was charged um, for, for wow. stealing. Um, anyway, went to court and, and, and there was a bit of a, a, a deal with the police. And he spoke about it on my podcast yesterday, so I can speak about it. Uh, a bit of a deal where if he denounced his behavior publicly, they would drop the charges. So they're blackmailing him. What, what's, his, what's his handle? Um, at, uh, oh, what's his name? Matt Fox. His so, name is Matt Fox? Matt Fox, yeah. Why does that name, now, name sound familiar? Okay, okay. Yeah, you would see him on my stuff. If not, I'll, I'll, send you, um, I'll send you his link. But um, yeah, man, he, he did that. And Matt, the senior sergeant um, did an interview with um, a, a news outlet here and referred to him as, as a radical, like radical behavior. <laughs> oh, my goodness. So Yo, this is where we're at. <laughs> hey um crazy man by the way um yeah I, i'm gonna have to leave soon because i gotta eat i mean that's all good man no drummers but but no, um can i ask you uh has like how do you see pete evans with this whole situation um is he still kind of speaking up has he kind of laid low i haven't really been keeping in touch with uh pete but yeah. from your perspective here is he still speaking up I don't, I don't, well, Pete hasn't got, I, don't, I think he's been banned off social media. He is, he is. So but um, He's on Telegram. He's very active on his Telegram, but he just, he speaks about a lot of things, not just that, but a lot of things. And I listen to him. I, I read, I read, well, I read what he's, I don't listen. I read what he says anyway, and I take it on board because I know the guy said a lot of shit. That's right. Right. So, but is yeah. he, but um, my understanding was that he's running for a political position. I haven't heard that. Really? I thought he was running for something before. So I, I don't know if that's still I'd the have case. To follow, he may be. I'll have to follow up. But um, yeah, I, I don't talk to him. I've reached out to him um, to get him on yeah. the show, but I don't speak to him. But I'm sure I'll look it up and I'm sure I'll suss something out. But it wouldn't surprise me. I don't think he'd be that bad, to be honest. I think he'd do a good job. Yeah, I, I think so too. But I just think that, um, you know, with so much attack, you know, every move he makes he you know they, they don't want someone like him to speak up you know he's got um he's got clout he's got power and and they're trying everything they can to diminish his power you know well, so he, he's he, he you know what if he was in power i can tell you the first thing that would happen we'd have a fucking healthy country you know, <laughs> people dieting and exercising straight away doing cryotherapy right i mean just taking oh. care of themselves and he's a very spiritual dude too very yeah. smart guy um yeah, I, I feel for him. Um, I know that he was going ham before uh, in terms of like just speaking out for the people of Australia, basic human rights. But I think after so much of the attack, um, he kind of had to like take a step back 
reassess the situation. So oh, yeah, it's hard, well, it's, hard, it's hard to see how he's going because he's said he's been he's been centered. So the only way you can I know he's on a podcast, which I need to really start listening to. Um, I'm sure there'll be a lot of shit on there to be interesting, but um, yeah, it's hard to keep up with people like him, man. It's unfortunate uh, because these people are only sharing their opinions, and a lot of the time they're right, even if not now, eventually they're, they're proven right. So yeah, man, crazy times. Yeah, yeah. Brother, I wish you well, man. Um, I wish you and the people of Australia well. Just know that whatever you guys are doing, there are still humans who actually give a shit out here in America watching you guys and really, um, you know, supporting your moves. The best I could do right now, man, is uh, aside from trying to protect our freedom too. I mean, we're, we're fighting here too, okay? Yeah. But um, not to the magnitude that you guys are at, but um, I think my best contribution is if I could do something to crack some people up, help some people think, help inspire them through some of the videos and, and, and my, my content. Um, I think that's the best thing I could do. I wish I could do more for you guys, man. Uh, Definitely, I, man. But you know what I'll do? I'll, I'll link all, all your profiles up when I release this. I'll get this out quite soon. Um, I'll put all your profile links in there, man. And we may even jump on and do a live one day so people can jump in and have a chat and get involved and have a laugh. And that'd be good, man. I think it would be great to do um, like a live, like a, a panel with um, me, you, and a couple of other like um, Australians who, um, I don't know, like your boy, Matt Fox. I don't know. Uh, yeah, you you know can, maybe you we on. could jump on a live together. And one more. We need, we, need, we need another badass Australian, like maybe Voices for Victoria. Um, yeah. Who's that guy? Avi that's on all the time. The real rock. rock sh- Avi's, uh, yeah, he's on. Um- uh, rebel news and the real real roxan i think that's his name too yeah then real- you got man he's a good guy man he, he, yeah. he's he's doing some great things at the moment you should you should try to get him on your show definitely man I, I reached out to him the other day and just thanked him for the work he's doing and he got back to me and we, yeah man so we, we're in the in the same space together from the beginning so um yeah man definitely we need to do more of this but um as i said man it's important it, it's a good thing i get doctors like yourself on and, and just because it's not going to happen here yeah, the doctors are too afraid to speak here, man. So, look, I appreciate you being on, man. Really, thank you very much. I appreciate you, brother. 